0: I'm going to speak to you this morning about spiritual gifts, spiritual gifts, very important topic and uh, it's very easy for us as Pentecostal charismatic believers to kind of assume that everybody knows about spiritual gifts and everybody's exercising spiritual gifts and and um, but I'm prompted I believe by the the Holy Spirit and and a prophetic word that I was given uh, about how God wants to visit us afresh and release a whole new explosion of spiritual gifts amongst us. So I'm obeying the Holy Spirit and teaching in line with the leading of the Holy Spirit. And uh, so today and at least for next Sunday I'll be introducing to you spiritual gifts. So let's read the classical A passage of scripture dealing with this. That's 1 Corinthians 12 verses 1 to 10. Now, concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. You know that you were Gentiles carried away to these dumb idols, however you were led. Therefore I make known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus accursed. And no one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. There are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. There are diversities of activities, but it is the same God who works all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. Now he begins to list nine of the gifts of the Spirit that are mentioned here, that he's focusing on. Verse 8. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit. To another, the word of knowledge through the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healings by the same Spirit. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, discerning of spirits. To another, different kinds of tongues. To another, the interpretation of tongues. But one and the same spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. Now, this is an exciting passage... Because it shows how God wants to manifest himself amongst us. Uh, And it's surprising here in Corinth, which was a highly charismatic community, that Paul considers that there was so much teaching necessary because they actually were ignorant uh, of, of these things. A lot of manifestations, but a lot of ignorance. I can't think of anything scarier than that, to have manifestations and ignorance together. So I kind of suppose this is Paul's edition of uh, Spiritual Gifts for Dummies. Uh, I, don't you, I don't know if you know that series of, series of books. Have you seen that series of books? And um, I, I thought I would title my message, uh, Spiritual Gifts for Dummies, and, um, and here we have some kind of highly charismatic statements. You feel it, we heal it. That would do well. I think that book might sell. And a little sample of speaking in tongues here. Oh, for a sticky bandai in my <laughs> Oh, oh, Or oh, we could say, healer my sheela, my or, or, or we could, uh, we could say Shandai, Shandai, um, and, and, and and so on. But I, I guess, uh, I, be, I guess we better get a bit serious over this and uh, and and change a little bit. So, um, uh, not available from the KT Bookshop, and uh, and a disclaimer here with apologies to the publishers, John Wiley and Sons Incorporated, in case I get sued. Uh, so the. Here we are, we are duly apologised in advance. So let, let's keep the template and have a look at something a little more positive. Uh, spiritual g- gifts, let us love and build one another up. Let us love and build one another up. Of course, uh, our information consultant remains, Saul of Tarsus, the apostle, and we are reading his, his words. And he begins with, Concerning spiritual gifts... I do not want you to be ignorant. And um, I kind of justify the use of a bit of humor there because I'm sure Paul is speaking a little tongue-in-cheek here. Because he is stripping it right back, going right back to basics. And it's a kind of duh statement. Okay, he says, let's begin. Now then, if somebody stands up and curses Jesus, then they're not speaking by the Holy Spirit. Duh. Or, or if somebody is, is praising Jesus and acknowledging who Jesus is, then they are speaking by the Holy Spirit. And uh, I've read all kinds of theological explanations as to why Paul felt it necessary to do that with this uh, congregation with a pagan background. But I think basically he's just kind of saying, we're going to go right back to basics. However, it's extremely important for us to understand this. Because what he's saying is that you don't believe everything that's out there. You don't believe it just because it's supernatural or because somebody claims something. You don't believe it. You always have got to apply the Alpha and Omega test. The Alpha and Omega test. Have you heard of that before? No, I just made it up. But... (laughs) Well, I didn't make it up, but I wanted it to, wanted to sound impressive, so I put it in, in those terms. Alpha is really talking about its source and origin, okay? Alpha, where it's coming from. And Omega is where it's going to, what's its purpose. So Paul says, you've got to watch that the source is from God, and you've got to understand the purpose, the reason for spiritual gifts. And uh, this is an exciting topic because we believe in the gifts of the Spirit. And it's not just an historical study to go back and think, oh yes, they spoke with tongues 2,000 years ago. Jesus performed miracles. This is part of Christian foundation. No, this is an ongoing experience. And we know that signs and wonders and miracles is a very important part of the gospel because God confirmed his word with signs following. I don't know if you recall at the very end of Mark's gospel, where it says in Mark's gospel chapter 16, that, uh, uh, I'm finding it myself here in my own notes, verse 20, And they went out and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them, and confirming the word through the accompanying signs. And this is why the Holy Spirit is given. He's given that we don't go out on our own, but that we are clothed with supernatural power and we have a massive range of potential Holy Spirit abilities so that we can be fully equipped to do the work of Jesus in the world. And uh, so here... It describes how the very early church knew what it was to be filled with the Spirit, and Jesus continued to work with them. And then a little later on, we, we find another statement in the book of Hebrews, where, later on than actually, where, where Mark was talking about, that was like kind of straight after the resurrection and the ascension and the, and the coming of the Holy Spirit. But as the gospel was preached, the same methodology. The preaching, the truth of the gospel, and God showing up to confirm His word, to to draw attention to His word, saying, this is the truth. Look, it's not just a message. There is power here. There is reality. And the book of Hebrews chapter 2 describes this. Verse 3, how shall we escape if we neglect such a great salvation? Which all at the first began to be spoken by the Lord, and was confirmed to us by those who heard him. God also bearing witness, both with signs and wonders, with various miracles and gifts of the Holy Spirit, according to his own will. Signs, wonders, and miracles, gifts of the Holy Spirit. This is our Christian birthright. It's not just a possession of... Uh, Pentecostals and charismatics, I'm sorry, Pentecostals and chari- charismatics. It's for every believer. And uh, we are charismatic, and uh, to, d- to define charismatic, I mean that we believe that these gifts are for today and that we can operate in them, and we do. And so, as charismatic believers, we like to point back to the, to the supernatural foundation of our faith that even Jesus himself did not come just to bring the word. And God's word didn't come in word only, but it came in demonstration of the Holy Spirit. It was that that marked Jesus teaching out the miracles that he did, marked him out from others. And they said, who is this man? Look at the authority he has. He with authority casts out demons. And and John the Baptist had to be reminded of the fact that one of the greatest signs that Jesus was and is Messiah is the miracles that he performed and in our context, the miracles that are done in his name. The blind receive their sight. The deaf hear. The lame walk. This is supernatural birthright and, and it belongs to us and, and many of us know the power of God and appreciate the power of God uh, and, and, and maybe some of you came to Christ in the context of the miraculous. Certainly the Corinthian believers did. If you have a look at 1 Corinthians chapter 1, Paul is writing to them because he knows that they already are experiencing many of these manifestations. 1 Corinthians 1 verse 4. I thank my God always concerning you for the grace of God which was given to you by Christ Jesus, that you were enriched in everything by him in all utterance and knowledge. One of the ways that we can uh, look at the gifts of the Spirit is by talking about the vocal gifts, the gifts of utterance, and, and the power gifts, and so on. And, and this is a clear reference to the fact that these people were born again into a charismatic environment. And what that really means for us today, here's the bottom line, it means that God wants to show up in power. He wants to demonstrate Himself The showing up of God. God wants to show himself so that we see him and experience, see him in action and experience him in our lives. Let's go on. Uh, All utterance and knowledge. Verse 6. Even as the testimony of Christ was confirmed in you. And this is a clear reference to the fact that the Holy Spirit was manifesting power during the preaching of the gospel. And in their Christian beginnings, they were experiencing God and the truth of the gospel in the midst of the manifestations of the Holy Spirit. Wouldn't it be wonderful if today, that every time the gospel was preached, and we were presenting Christ right across the whole of the body of Christ, that people would say, Look, this message is not just a word. Look at the miracles that are are accompanying it and confirming it but it's not just for christian beginnings it was not just for a christian beginning when somebody comes to christ god wants to continue to show up in your life can i have an amen in the house of god and neither was it just for the beginnings of the christian era Some people teach, you know, that that God gave miracles in the beginning so it would be like the, the rocket fuel that would be necessary to launch the early church into orbit. But once it's in orbit, no more need for miracles. The Bible says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. And it's not just as we begin that we need God to manifest or God to show up for us in our lives, but as we go on. And Paul hints at this in verse 7, so that you come short in no gift, eagerly awaiting for the revelation of our Lord Jesus Christ. So clearly, they were born again into a a manifestation of God, into an atmosphere of miracles. There's no greater atmosphere for faith than the atmosphere of miracles. And not just that he will show up once, but that God wants to keep on showing up for you every single day of your life hallelujah not always and only through spiritual gifts must say that because you don't have to have a miracle to believe in Jesus it doesn't have to be a miracle in the sense of these gifts like you know you have gotta have a prophecy you've gotta have a healing every day of your life no it's not about that because the Holy Spirit's with you he will speak to you through the word for some of you, the biggest miracle every day is getting out of bed. Hallelujah. Resurrection day. Oop, up we get. Miracles. God's presence with you. God showing up in the secret place as you wait on him. God speaking to you from the word. In all these ways, God will show up for you. However, on top of that, and it's our topic right now, God will show up with signs and wonders and miracles in your life. So it's not just miraculous confirmation, it's miraculous manifestation. God showing up. Now, when we look at this dispelling ignorance, that's really my, my topic. And uh, just because spiritual gifts are active doesn't mean to say there's, that there isn't ignorance. Do you know, it's so important to do two things to teach so that people understand what spiritual gifts are and how to use them because there's some order that we need to build into this. It's not just indiscriminate manifestation. God is an orderly God. However, there must be a release, a releasing of the gifts of the Spirit. And uh, I don't know, I believe we need to stir this up again in the midst. In the cell groups, Spiritual gifts are manifesting. And street witnessing, spiritual gifts are manifesting. But I believe we need to stir it up. And perhaps today, by calling attention to it through the word of God, we are going to see you released in spiritual gifts. Amen. Amen. How many people have experienced spiritual gifts in their own life in one way or another? Okay, very good. So, stir it up, people of God. Amen and amen. amen. And be hungry for it. For those of you who have never spoken in tongues or never received a prophetic word, never prayed for somebody and seen them healed, the Holy Spirit lives in you. And He wants to manifest through you. Not just through you, but you and you and you. Okay, i only got two arms, but it means everybody. Amen. Where's the camera? Where's the camera? You. Amen. All right. You. <laughs> Hallelujah. So... um, Let's see if we can dispel some uh, ignorance here or sh- shed some light on some of these things. And I guess that if Paul felt it necessary to talk about it like this in those days, then it's going to be useful for us today. The first thing I want to say is that these gifts are manifestations of God. Manifestations of God. I think that's one of the best ways of thinking about this. God showing him Self, and he does so in order to reveal himself a book I read many many years ago comes to mind George Malone those controversial gifts said that the gifts of the spirit and I'm paraphrasing not quoting directly but he says something like this the gifts of the spirit are given by God to bring and relate the whole Christian community to the mind of the heart, the will, and the purpose of Jesus Christ. When God shows up, He does it for a purpose. And isn't this what the world is hungering for? When God starts to show up, they, will, they come flocking. I remember years ago, it's not a gift of the Spirit, a bit hard to explain, but I think for every service, around two years, something like oil appeared on the hands of the people here in the church services. Some people at home, their houses were saturated in oil. Sometimes I remember there was a non-Christian photojournalist and the the Holy Spirit manifested oil out of the atmosphere and came upon the head of somebody that we were praying for. could see it just appear out of the thin air and cover him. Right here, it looked like dew. Now, of course, I'm being a little bit, you know, inquisitive about these kind of things. Brought scientists and doctors and explained to me how that the body can produce um, uh, sebum, I think, I think it is called. And, and other doctors said, no, no, the, it's. Oh, anyway, let's, let's not get down that because it's not my main point. My main point is that th- a lot of people came. And they were shouting out from the balcony. It's just sweat. And I said, "Well, come and have a look." And it happens to them. Whoa! What is this? And so, when when God begins to do some things like this, people are attracted to that. But it's 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 not the answer. And uh, signs and wonders is not the answer. You know, you can be in the middle of so much miraculous stuff and miss it because sign miss him. You can miss him. You see, signs and wonders point to faith, but never replace faith. Remember, Jesus was preaching and ministering signs and wonders. Went all over Galilee, do you remember that? And uh, he comes back and he says, Father, I thank God, thank you that you have revealed these things to babes. But hidden them from the wise and prudent. In fact, really, one of the purposes of signs and wonders is to reveal the heart, to reveal the heart your attitude to it is to reveal the heart and uh, you would think that everybody would believe I mean Jesus did some of his most powerful miracles in those places then he has to say woe to you Bethsaida and Chorazin because you didn't believe, you didn't believe you saw it but you didn't believe, people say seeing is believing and I'll tell you something (laughs) <laughs> Seeing is not believing, believing is believing. And so signs wonders are there to, to strengthen faith, to confirm faith, to encourage faith, but never replace faith. I remember many years ago, Amanda will recall this, we were traveling together with a small team from Brazil to a nation next to it, was it Paraguay, Uruguay, whichever, some guai. <laughs> Paraguay, Uruguay. Uruguay, I can't, I really, I'm so sorry. I can see uh, there's nobody watching from Uruguay, okay. <laughs> and um, they they got a very famous um, interpreter. But he was a cynic. A skeptic. Don't think that just because you're a believer that you're open to God, to God. We've got to be open to God. Not gullible, but open to God. He said, I've watched some of your videos. I said, oh, have you really? He said, not very convincing. I said, what do you mean not very convincing? That was just before I went to, I went to preach. I thought, Here's this guy, I've seen your videos, you're not, you're not convincing. And then I'm struggling with this and trying to be nice to people. And I'm thinking, who's this guy? Then thinking, why did that pastor give me this guy? Not very convincing. What it turned out to be, was he'd seen some videos. Now when I and um, preaching and praying and prophesying, you don't get the edited version. You don't get the version like, you know, that makes me look good. You get people as, as it happens. And um, so, we were praying for somebody. Do you remember, Amanda, was it that uh, somebody with cerebral palsy? A child, was it cerebral palsy? Certainly. And um, three years old. See, thank God for memories. Three years old. And we prayed for that child. and. Just check me out. The the child was not instantly totally healed so that one minute the child couldn't walk and the next minute was walking perfectly. No. But. The child had never walked before. The child had never walked before. After prayer. After prayer. He was able to walk not perfectly. He was able to walk not perfectly but holding his parents' hand. Thank you, sweetheart. Give her a round of applause. Because. If Amanda wasn't here, I wouldn't have been able to tell that story, because I wouldn't have just made it up, you know. Alright, would I? I don't have to be truthful just because she's here. Alright. So, but those were the details. So, but the parents were ecstatic, because they knew that a healing was taking place. Alright? And so, I thought here, I was very naughty... Thank God, these are grace gifts. I was very naughty. I said, see that? That's not very convincing, is it? You see him now. He's not walking perfectly. But what you know is the boy could never walk before. And look at that. And he said, I know, it's amazing. I'm sorry. I can see why sometimes it doesn't look convincing when actually God is doing something. You know, sometimes you will see something and it looks great, but nothing's happening. Have you ever seen that? Yeah, yeah. Come on. Sometimes... It looks fantastic, but you discover afterwards nothing has really happened at all. And sometimes it doesn't look very convincing. And it is! Something's powerful, is happening. I remember 1985. Oh dear, it's gone to story time. Never mind. Never mind. I'll As I started this story, I'll finish it. Or oh, we could turn to the book of Leviticus if you wish. Shall I go to Le- Leviticus? No, no. I'll finish the story. Thank you very much. All right. And in uh, 1985, we had um, an African pa- pastor. In fact, he was more than a pastor. He was a bishop. More than a bishop, he was an archbishop. He was the archbishop, Reverend Dr. Idahoza. Anybody remember him? He's with Jesus now, and his wife has continued the ministry in Nigeria. Anyway, he came here, and this man was one of the most flamboyant people you could ever meet. He, he wore agbada. But I mean, you know, Agbada, that's not a food, sweet. No, it's not a food. It's a, it's a clothing. And you know, he was wafting around here. And, and uh, it was amazing. And this is where we all... Have you ever seen KT pastors walk up and down like this? Have you seen them? Especially in prayer meetings. <laughs> this, is where, this is where the KT style came from. He, he did this. And we do it without Agbada. It never makes... they not quite the same thing. But as he came over to the, to, to the side I felt something woo, wash over me and he go back there and it would linger and then follow him and I thought to myself, is that the power of God? Thought, no, no, it's the wind that he's making with this abada. 1985, long time ago, I'll tell you my testimony one day, but I want to tell you at that stage I was very skeptical about so-called supernatural things in so-called Pentecostal churches. Alright? I'll tell you. So, don't think that we are as gullible as we look. Just because I'm wearing a purple jacket doesn't mean to say I am totally gullible. Alright. Okay. So, and uh, up the stairs, it wasn't this platform, the previous one, and a woman he yanked her out of the wheelchair in the most ungodly, ungracious, un-British way of handling people yeah, yeah what I tell you? walk! walk! <laughs> pardon? walk! walk! what did he say? walk! ok <laughs> that's when I first learned to speak Nigerian and there she was Somebody was helping her, and she was walking up the stairs like this. And I looked at her, and I thought, lady, get back in the wheelchair. <laughs> you are not healed. All right? But I spoke to her. I said, how is it? You know, like, talk to her. Oh, and she looked at me. Her face was beaming. She said, Wonderful. I haven't been able to do this for years. And I thought, uh-oh, get out of the way. Let God do what God does, alright? Because healing sometimes is a process. And the full story is, she never went back to the wheelchair, never. And her healing progressed, and she was an, quite an elderly lady at that point, and I ha- happened to know from afterwards that she, she wasn't from Katy, she lived per- a wonderful life for the rest of the next ten years, and then passed away to enter with Jesus. Never went back to the wheelchair. So, do you know, the wonderful thing is, if you just let God be God, get out of the way, and say, God, show yourself. How will he do that? He will show himself by the, the reality of his presence. And, and, and when God shows himself, it's always a gift. It's always a gift. It's never because we deserve it. Um, Angel, just check out. Colin Dyke, he's been a good boy. Mm, not, not too bad. The congregation, are they working hard on themselves? Yes. Are they enjoying it? No. Are they suffering? Yes. Okay, we better just go and encourage them. They're working so hard, they deserve it. Of course God rewards his children, but that's not why he blesses us. He blesses us because he is good. These gifts are called charismata. That's where we get charismatic from. Charismata. And the, the root word from which that word comes gives us also kara, which means joy, and karis, which means grace. And so all these words, kara, joy, karis, grace, charismata, grace, gift, are from the same root producing a kind of family of words. And every one of those words tells us something. I mean, when God shows up, there's joy! Hallelujah! Praise God! When God shows up, He manifests His grace and His goodness. And, And these manifestations are not just God's everywhere presence. Because, I mean, you know, if you know just this much about the Bible, you know that God is a big God. You know that He's everywhere. You can't go anywhere where God isn't there. The Bible says, even if I make my bed in hell, God is there. The God does not manifest Himself everywhere all the time. So we can think of God's omnipresence, His everywhere presence, and we can think of His manifest presence. That's when He shows Himself. But God loves to show Himself. And one of the best things to understand about spiritual gifts is they are done as God chooses to do them. In other words, it's by His will. We can't initiate it. We can respond. I think we can expect. We can long and prepare and desire and maybe even kind of Attract the Holy Spirit to come down. Maybe. But we can't do it. If God is not doing it. The thing about the gifts of the Spirit to understand is that it's not in your control. You, you respond. These are initiated by God. And, and, and on what principle? I'll tell you the principle. God can do whatever He wants to do through whoever he wishes to do it, whenever he chooses to do it. Because God is God. A very old Pentecostal man, Felix Lloyd Smith, uh, said to me, Colin, spontaneity is the hallmark of the Holy Spirit. In other words, the Holy Spirit is always ready to surprise you. We could sing another verse, instead of singing, you're amazing, Deeper, deeper, you're amazing. We could also sing, you're surprising. I'm changing the words, I've also changed the tune, as you can see. <laughs> God is always a surprising God. I'm being a little bit flippant, forgive me, don't be offended, but you know, God will sneak up behind you and tap you on the shoulder and go woo, woo. He's there. And the times when God has worked most powerfully, in my experiences, when I've expected it the least. He is a surprising God. But we must be prepared and one of the reasons why Paul wanted to teach that congregation and those people about the Holy Spirit gifts was so that they could be better prepared and develop a a greater degree of competence, knowledge, attitude and skills in how to respond to the Holy Spirit and to learn the ways of the Holy Spirit. One of the books that I recommend is this book, Knowing the Spirit. It's uh, in my Sword of the Spirit series, Knowing the Spirit. This really is my Holy Spirit primer, getting to know the Holy Spirit. You can see there the subtitle, Experiencing True Intimacy. And this is what is so important. When we think about charismatic manifestations, the emphasis is, is on the, the, the gift. The manifestation, because it, it, it attracts you. If somebody stands up and, uh, and performs a miracle or, or speaks a prophetic word and somebody says, how did you know that? How did you know that? And, and it's just so obviously supernatural. We've got to be very careful that we don't get carried away and start focusing on the gift rather than its purpose. Uh, let me give you, I've used this illustration before. Suppose somebody, not me, and this is a total illustration, all right? So don't anybody panic. Suppose somebody like me was able to say, Oh, you there, back there. You, 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 you. I'm not looking at anybody, I'm just pointing in a general direction. I could even be pointing there. So this is just an illustration. In your wallet, I was looking at a lady anyway, in your purse, there is a ten pound note. And here is the serial number of the ten pound note. And she looked and said, oh, how did you do that? Well, we'd have division straight away. Half the audience would say, oh, he's got something in his ear. It's one of those little talky-talky things. It's a trick. It's a trick. Others would say, oh, he's a god. How does he know that? And both is, both is wrong. What we should say is, alpha omega. What is the motivating spirit? Because we know... That there are false spirits in the world that produce supernatural things. If you don't know that, then I'm sorry, I feel sorry for you. If you don't know that, it's because you've got your head in the sand. If you don't know that, it could be that you have been squashed in what we call a cynical frame of mind. But we know that. And when I say we, I'm talking about us Africans. My passport's British, I'm born in Kenya. I don't care. I'm getting my proper, proper Kenya passport very soon. Us Africans. I mean, you know, in Britain, the devil goes around with a suit and tie, calling himself atheism, agnostic. Uh, in Africa, the devil strips naked and goes running around the street, exposing himself to everybody. Is that not right? You know what I'm talking about? So we know there is a supernatural dimension but we must discern it! So it does not impress me that somebody could give that kind of supernatural information assuming it was supernatural and not a trick. Not a conjuring trick, but it's really supernatural. That doesn't impress me. Huh? Uh, we know that there is a spiritual realm. But we know that not all spirits belong to God. The Holy Spirit is not in the spiritual realm. The Holy Spirit is God. He owns it all. So what is the motivating spirit? That's why we have one of these gifts called discerning of spirits. Second, that's the Alpha test. Second test is the Omega test. What is it for? The mere supernatural content is not the point, it's what does it do, what's it for, what's the fruit, result, why is God doing that, why, you see, and uh, here's something, God shows us in these passages that the s- spiritual gifts are not, are not trophies because we deserve them, neither are they toys because we're amused by them, but they are tools because God wants to use them to build you up. So it's not a trophy on the mantelpiece. I mean, just think, has anybody seen a genuine manifestation of the Holy Spirit through one of the gifts of the Spirit on somebody who, shall we say, is not really very mature? Anybody seen that? Or is it only mature people that get these things? Does God say, all right, okay, now you're out of Sunday school, you're in adult church now, but still, I'm still going to give you a Sunday school prize. So if you show up and listen and look amused when Colin jokes, look serious when he starts growling from the pulpit, and buy his tapes and CDs and go online, you have earned yourself a spiritual gift. Is that what happens? I mean there are people who exercise spiritual gifts and never even heard of me. It's not a mark of maturity, it's a grace gift, which is good because it means that it's it's not just for the spiritually elite, it's not just for those who've made sufficient progress. God, I've been serving you for five and a half years now, and I think I deserve at least one word of knowledge. Oh, right away, yes sir, I'll do it for you. That's not how it works. The Holy Spirit flows. Now, don't say that this, therefore, is an excuse for immaturity. And I'm, I'm sorry. But you know, we can see plenty of examples of that. Plenty of examples. People boost themselves through spiritual gifts. And they might have powerful anointings for healing. Healing power, prophecy. They live like a spirit filled being. They preach and minister like spirit filled beings. But when you get a little bit closer to your life, to their lives, you found that doesn't quite add up. Mm. They're in and out of marriages. In, out, in, out. Why? I'm shaking all about. It's okay. God is using you. Don't touch the Lord's anointed. Don't Criticize God's anointed people. Oh, come on. How dumb can you be and still breathe? Gifts of the Spirit are not a mark of maturity. The fruit of the Spirit is the mark of maturity. Amen. Amen. So we want both. That's why the Apostle Paul, 1 Corinthians 12, talking about the gifts. 1 Corinthians 14, talking about the gifts. But 1 Corinthians 13, talking about the heart of it love, Christian character. And so, we don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. We want both. I want character in you and charisma upon you. Amen and amen. Is that what you want from me? Do you want to see me grow and grow and grow in spiritual gifts and and be able all the more to to bring God's power into our ministry? Yeah? But you also want to see me continue to grow in Christian maturity and integrity and in holiness of life. Isn't that what you want? Is that what you want for yourself? So it's not either or, it's both and. One more thing I want to say before we, we finish today and... I'll be back next week, and we start looking at how these these gifts. My next next week's title is "Getting to Know Your Toolkit." Your toolkit, because these are not trophies or toys. God has given us not a toy box but a tool box. Now, what I want to say to you: this toolbox is empty. Well, we have the Holy Spirit, so. God can manifest whatever we need. Don't, don't say to me, Oh, uh, I couldn't lay hands on the sick. I'm, I've only got the gift of speaking in tongues. Excuse me. It's not about that. If you have the Holy Spirit, you have the gift of the Spirit, the one who is the Holy Spirit. And these are His abilities. They're never yours. It's always the manifestation of the Spirit who is give, given to you. And so, the key is getting to know the Holy Spirit. The key is to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. The key is to be open to the Holy Spirit. Because, I'll tell you, if you are a believer and God's Spirit is living in you, you can do anything that He enables you to do and anoints you to do on any one occasion. You can manifest the gift of faith. You can walk into a hospital and has been done in London not, very, not so long ago And speak to a dead person and tell that dead person Get up and get out of this hospital And if you are moving under the anointing of the Spirit Being truly directed by the Holy Spirit It will happen and it has happened Amen and Amen Give Jesus praise But if God is not doing it, you will never be able to do it. You're just going to look stupid. Wake up! I command you to live in the name of Jesus. You can speak in tongues. Hila mashila mashila! Mahila mashila! You can even speak in your mother language In the name of Jesus How about in the powerful name of Jesus You can do this, you can bold, you can do the Pentecostal hop You can do anything you like But if God's not doing it You can't That's what the toolkit is The toolkit is saying, God What are you doing in this situation? And He will enable you to do whatever you need Him to do. And when we learn to be open to the Holy Spirit, you will be singing, not just you're amazing, but you're surprising. Sometimes even you're scary, but I like you. (laughs) Amen. And remember, all these gifts are manifestations of God. Supernatural. To equip us to reach out with the love of Christ. To touch other people's lives. And to build one other people up. Am I whetting your appetite yes. for spiritual gifts? Yes. Okay. 30 seconds. Let me finish with this. Two times, and I'll maybe spend more time on it next week at this point. God says, let them be done, the spiritual gifts. Let them be done. Let them happen. Wow. What a depth. It's a command. Let them. Not, okay, let, just get out of the way, let God do it. It's let them. It's a command to us. It just, it's something that we're involved in. He tells us, let them happen. But we can't make them happen. But we must know how to let them happen. And the balance between those things, frankly, is the big secret here, the big key. Because if we sit back and do nothing, no expectancy, no waiting on God, not even saying, God, come, Holy Spirit, come, then um, is there any surprise why the gifts of the Spirit just fall into disuse? But if we try to initiate it, we start in, get into this manipulation thing. And and striving. So we must desire these things. Get excited about the fact, the potential that God who lives in you can use you in any way that he chooses. And actually the more you learn about spiritual gifts and the more you're open to this. And the more sensitive you are and the more you seek God. And open your life to these things and be prepared to obey the Holy Spirit. The more it will begin to happen to you. So that's my message to you this week. Let this begin to stir up in your heart, this desire to be effective for God and to be a blessing to others when the Holy Spirit manifests. God bless you. Amen and amen and amen. Father, in Jesus' name we pray that we go out of this house today full of the Holy Spirit, getting ready to hear what you have to say to us being willing to obey you because we've discerned your will in any situation, believing that you will give us power to perform everything you call us to do. In Jesus' name, Amen and Amen. God bless you.